Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. Happy Shushan Purim Cotton. We continue. We left off on the bottom, the last line on the bottom of 6b, in Tractate Chagiga, the first chapter. We learn in Tractate Peyam. We say this mission every morning in the, in the morning. These are the mitzvahs that have no limit. Usually, when you do a mitzvah, once it's done, it's done. I picked up the lulav in the yesterday, the mitzvah is over. I've done yeah, it. The first day. It's done. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying you've done the mitzvah. Right, but right. these are mitzvahs where there's no end. You continue doing it. Every time you do it, it's still a mitzvah. There's no limit to it. It's not like and you've done no it, it's done. Yeah, and you do it. And he lists hapeya. The peya, the edge of the field, you have to leave for the poor, the corner of the field. So the taita doesn't give us an amount. So you can do it by doing minimum, by doing one stalk. I also fulfilled my obligation. I left over one stalk. You can't say you didn't fulfill the mitzvah. There's no shear minimum. There's no minimum requirement, but there's no maximum requirement. On the other hand, you can do, you, by cutting one, you cut one stalk and you leave the whole remaining field, the remainder, as payer. That's also a mitzvah. It's also a mitzvah. That's one. Babikurim. Babikurim is the first ripened fruit of the seven species. Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olive and dates. So they used to bring them to the temple. Again, the Torah doesn't give us any limit. You can bring one fruit. On the other hand, you can bring as many as you want. You can bring the entire crop as we could. You also fulfill the mitzvah. In the mitzvah, when you make pilgrimage, to bring the sacrifice. Or also the general mitzvah to make pilgrimage, to go see and be seen, to see Hashem and to be seen, to appear. So he's telling us that it has no, no measure. The Yomara will explain what, is, what does he mean, what does that mean. Ogmilus chasadim, an acts of kindness, there's no limit. We're talking about physical kindness. When it comes to money, there is a limit. A mitzvah, you only have to spend 20% of your income to do a mitzvah. You don't have to go bankrupt. You don't have to go, you don't have to go bankrupt. But, but uh, when it comes to physical kindness, there's no limit. You do a minimum, you fulfill the mitzvah, and the more, the more you engage, the more you do, you also fulfill a mitzvah. The truth is, even financially, the Torah doesn't give any limit. But the rabbis say, right, only a fifth. Yeah, but if you're more than a fifth, you don't have to spend on a mitzvah. That means you're not obligated to. Okay. That's the famous case of... Uh, Talmud Torah, uh, the study of Torah, uh, there's no limit. You come once at the girl, you learn, you fulfill the obligation. But if you learn 24 hours, you also fulfill your obligation. It's a mitzvah. We're in right now, we're right with the... Yes, yeah, so if someone who's busy earning a living and doing other mitzvahs, you have to, he's still obligated to learn Torah. But if you learn a drop, one minute, you fulfill the obligation. On the other hand, you can fulfill the mitzvah 24-7. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Rabbi Eichen, and Rabbi Eichen said, We thought, when the Mishnah says, It has no maximum measure. There is a minimum amount. The minimum amount is like it says in the Mishnah. It has to be either a silver, according to Shammai, two, sil- two silver ma-, ma-, ma, according to Hillel, one silver ma. So there is a limit. 
can't say there's no limit, there's no minimum requirement. There is a minimum requirement. But there's no minimum requirement, there's no maximum requirement. You can spend as much as you want. Or you can bring many city, as many as you want. You're not limited to one. That's what we thought. The son of Rebbe taught us. Not only is there no maximum shear, there's no minimum shear. Biblically, there's no minimum shear. The rabbis gave a shear. The rabbi gave, gave, a, gave a minimum. And he's just quoting Hillel because the laws like Hillel. One silver ma for the burnt offering and two silver ma for the uh, peace offering. Your mother says, What's the meaning of it? means appearing in the temple courtyard. The mitzvah of physically, bodily, physically appearing in the courtyard. So he says, if you appear once, you do the mitzvah. There's no minimum. And if you, you, you come constantly, you keep on coming, a whole yamtiv, back and forth, back and forth. Every time you come, you're fulfilling a mitzvah. You can't say, I did the mitzvah once, I stepped in. Now the rest is just, uh, I done the mitzvah. No, every time you come, you're fulfilling a mitzvah. Wait, the priest cleared the courtyard. Yechanan is saying, when it comes to the sacrifice, there is a shit. Yechanan holds there is a shit. He holds it, it's biblical. This argument in Shammai and Hillel, what's the minimum? There is a minimum, and that's biblical. But when he says there is no shear, that's the appearance to appear, that is no shear. You do it once, you walk in for a second, you fulfill the obligation. I'm here I am, I appeared, and then, and then I bring a carbon and I'm done. But, and there's no maximum also, you can come as many times, and each time you fulfill your obligation. Okay, that will learn. Mishlakish Amarishlaka says it is Pandem Bakarbin. No, Mishlaka says he means appearing with an offering. <clears throat> Every time you appear, you must bring an offering. You can't separate your appearance from the offerings. Every time you appear, according to Rabbi Echnan, you don't have to bring an offering every time. The first time you the first time you come. The first time you come. You bring an offering, but then you just come, just to appear, just to see and to be seen. And according to the Shlokish, no, every time you come, you have to bring an offering. So your mother explains. The main, the first day, which is the main, the main day of the Yom Tev, everyone agrees you can't just appear, you have to come with a sacrifice. The argument is The argument to them is the other days of the holiday, the rest of the holiday. In other words, every time, the first day, every time you come, every time, time you appear in the first day you come a few times back and forth every time you come you have to come with a sacrifice but the rest of the holiday you just to come you don't just to see and to be seen you don't have to bring a sacrifice Yishlaki says no every every time you come in during throughout the, throughout the entire holiday Yom Tif, you have to come with a sacrifice call Heich another another qualification if you come into the courtyard and bring the offering everyone holds that you can accept it from him, you can bring, you're not obligated, according to Rabbi Yechon, you're not obligated, but if you want to bring, of course you can bring. He's not saying you're not allowed to bring, you don't have to bring. Keep looking what they're arguing, the also, if he, does, if, he, if he comes, he doesn't bring a second. The mitzvah is to appear. Not every time you come, you have to bring a sacrifice. 
You could if you want. You don't have to. That's what Rabbi Yechonin said. Rishlaki says, no. You're not allowed to appear without a sacrifice. Every time you show up, you have to come with a sacrifice. That's your prize for entry. We learn You're not allowed to appear before me empty-handed. The Torah says clearly, you're not allowed to appear empty-handed. So how can you, Rabbi Yechonin, say you can make an appearance empty-handed? The Pasuk is talking about the main day, the first day. Then you're not allowed to appear empty-handed. The rest of the Yom Tivah. continue to challenge Rabbi Yechonin. You're not allowed to appear empty-handed. This is referring to by bringing offerings. So they all agree on day one. That's yes, for sure. It's just the rest of the that. Why is this more of a question? So you guess. You say the brayse continues. You say that it means with animals. Maybe you can fulfill the obligation with birds and meal offerings. Yes, don't come empty-handed. But I'm not coming empty-handed. I'm offering a bird offering or a meal offering. Maybe that's enough. Vidinu, and it makes sense. The Torah says every person has to bring a chagiga, a peace offering. And it says that you have to bring a burnt offering to Hashem. So let's juxtapose these two sacrifices. How do you fulfill the obligation? You can't bring a bird. The Torah says you have to bring an animal, a peace offering. There's no, there's no peace offering in birds. It's either a burnt offering, a sin offering. There's no peace offering. Peace offering is an animal. So too, so too, you juxtapose the two, the obligation to bring a sacrifice for Hashem, a gift for Hashem, also has to be an animal, not birds or, or milo. What are these offerings? Oilis. Hashem, you have to bring a burnt offering. As you say, it means burnt offering. Maybe I can bring Hashem a gift, a peace offering. And it makes sense. Let's juxtapose the two. It obligates you to bring... You should appear with a gift. Don't come empty-handed. And the Torah says you should bring a Chagiga. You should celebrate with a sacrifice. So just like the Chagiga means... Something that's worthy of a Chagiga, that's fitting for a Chagiga, which means something to eat and celebrate. You have to eat and celebrate. So to Afriya, when the Torah says, you should bring a sacrifice, a gift for Hashem, appear with a gift, don't come empty-handed, come with a gift, give something for Hashem, something that's fitting for Hashem, but only a sacrifice, a peace offering is not fitting for Hashem, you're going to eat from it. A gift for Hashem is something that's entirely burnt for Hashem, given for Hashem. And it makes sense. It's reasonable. Your table is full. You're sitting and eating. But the table of your master is empty. You're not giving him what he needs. Give him a sacrifice which is a total, totally for Hashem. Totally offered for Hashem. So therefore, what do we see? That every time you're not allowed to come empty-handed. The question is, why is this Bryson more than the previous Bryson? Rabbi Yechman gives the same answer. I'm a lay, The Bryson is talking about the main day of the holiday, the first day of the holiday. says, it's not fair that your table should be full and your master's table should be empty. So that logic applies every day of the holiday. You're coming empty-handed. 
Your table is full. You're sitting and eating. Every day of the Yom Tov you have to eat and celebrate. And the table of your master is empty. There's no sacrifice for your master. Hashem. So he says, no, again, it's only referring to the first day. Because we're talking about the Chagiga. You learn it out from the Chagiga. The Chagiga is a one-time obligation. So the first day you bring a Chagiga for yourself. You bring an Eulah. The rest of the days, to fulfill the mitzvah of joy, you don't even have to take from your sacrifice. You can eat from someone else's sacrifice. You just have to eat meat from a sacrifice. It doesn't even have to be yours. So it's not, it's, you can't, you're not juxtaposing it to the master. I gave my master and I gave myself. There I'm just eating meat. So it's not, that, this concept that your table should not be empty, full and your master's table should be empty only refers to when you bring a Chagiga, which is the first day. That's the main, the main day. The main obligation is the first day. Eisvei, another challenge. Shlok is challenging Rabbi Yechonah. We learn the Brayis. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yudayim, Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael. Shalosh regalim b'shonos. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yisrael. Three times a year, the Jewish people were obligated to make pilgrimage. B'chagam matzis. Now they have matzis. B'chagam shavuos. Now they have shavuos. B'chagam sukkos. Now they have sukkos. They need a chatzoyim. They need a chatzoyim. But they should not appear. In half, in groups. The mother will explain what he means. So remember, it says, because it says in the passage, calls Churcha all of you menfolk. They need an economy, and they should not appear empty handed. Don't appear empty handed. So we see you're not allowed to appear to Hashem empty handed without a sacrifice. How can Rabbi Yechonon say there's a mitzvah? You have to fulfill a mitzvah of appearing. In the temple, even without a sacrifice, Amalayah Priyachin responded again, Bikir Adegar. Only day one. Because he thought, why is the Braise telling me, he says three times a year you have to make pilgrimage. But he's telling me, never, you should never appear empty handed. He thought it means throughout the holiday you can never enter the temple empty handed. Rabbi Yechon is saying what the Bryce is teaching us here that you're not allowed to appear empty handed on the first day you would think what if I don't have a sacrifice let me at least make an appearance I I don't have a sacrifice I don't have money I don't have an animal I couldn't get hold of an animal so let me at least make an appearance the Bryce is teaching me no you're not allowed to enter the temple without a sacrifice you can't hear show up without a gift you're a guest in 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 your host house you show up without a bottle of wine, without, without, a, without a gift. Don't show up. You're coming to Hashem without a gift. You're taking care of yourself and you're not taking care of Hashem. No, no, no. Don't show up. Stay home. Wait till you get the animal. The first time you come, you have to come with a gift. Now Rabbi Yechon turns the table and he asks the question. How do you pronounce it? You should be seen. How is it written? Yira, you should see. So we're comparing the two. Just like I, Hashem, see you with nothing. Hashem doesn't offer a sacrifice in the seasons. Hashem just sees us. So you can come and see me with nothing. You know, even if you don't bring anything. Even if you're not bringing a gift. Just come and see me. You don't have to offer a sacrifice. 
said, you will not sell unless the spirit of Molly went into See, see, clearly you can come visit and see Hashem without offering a sacrifice. This contradicts his luck. Wow, very powerful question. So, so therefore, we have to revise our whole understanding of the argument in Rabbi Yechon and Ishlakis. Ella, the Gemara says, rather, we have to interpret the dispute between Rabbi Yechon. We can't say Ishlakis is saying you're not allowed to enter the temple without a sacrifice. That's clearly in the Baraisi, you are allowed to. Just like Hashem sees us without anything, we can also see Hashem even if we come without anything. Rather, what's the argument? If you come to the temple, you don't bring an offering. Everyone agrees. You're allowed to enter. You're allowed to be seen. You're allowed to leave. No one is arguing. It says clearly in the Braise. Even according to the Ishlakish. You don't have to bring a sacrifice every time you visit the temple. Only the first visit. Everyone else, the first visit you must. Like we learned earlier. Don't show up if you don't come without a gift. Fine. But the rest of Yom Tiv, you can appear without a sacrifice. Keep pleading. When are they arguing? The Osav If you want to bring a sacrifice. Do you accept this? Are you allowed to bring a sacrifice? If I already brought. Only... The seeing Hashem, there's no limit. I can see and see and come again and come again. There's no limit. Each time I come, I fill a mitzvah. But all the carbon yashir. I already done the mitzvah. You can't do it again. The mitzvah is done. Finish. You fulfill the obligation. The first sacrifice you brought, the only sacrifice you brought, it's done. So I can't do the mitzvah again. It's done. Just like coming up here, there's no limit. I can come and appear again and again and again, the whole entire young to back and forth. Each time I come, I'm still fulfilling the obligation and the mitzvah. So too with the sacrifice. If I want to, I can come. And each time I come, I can bring as many sacrifices as I want. It says in the Pasuk, Make your foot scarce in the house of Hashem, your beloved. In other words, avoid bringing sacrifices. Make yourself scarce. It's like a good friend. Don't overstay your welcome. He interprets Raglachas like on the holidays. It's referring to Hashem. So when you go make pilgrimage in the holidays, make you make yourself scarce. But don't offer one sacrifice after the other, after the other. Relax. It's referring to sin offerings and guilt offerings. So you say, don't sin and become liable for so many offerings. But other offerings, you're allowed to bring as many as you like, the Shlokish argues. Like Abelavi interpreted this verse. Abelavi, Rambam, Abelavi questions through one verse against the other. Here it says, Here it says, Make, Let your foot be scarce in the house of your beloved. It says another verse of a vase of It says, Until um, Psalm 66, I will come to your house with a law offering. When you visit the temple, I'm going to come with many offerings. Here it says, make yourself scarce. And here it says, I'm coming with offerings. So Yerav Levi says, it's not a contradiction. The first verse that says, make you make it scarce, make yourself scarce, talking about sin offering. Don't sin. 
don't be liable, don't be responsible. You won't have to bring all these offerings. If someone's not pleased when the Jew has to offer so many offerings, sin offerings, guilt offerings, it comes to peace offerings, burnt offerings, bring as many as you like, please. Yeah. Referring to sin offerings and guilt offerings. You say guilt and sin offerings, perhaps maybe it's also referring to burnt offerings or peace offerings, which also make self scares, don't bring so many offerings. I will come to your house with Elo offerings, I will pay you my vows. Every time you come to see Hashem, bring, bring, a, bring a gift. Bring a burnt offering. So, how do you reconcile that with the verse that says, "Make you, make you, make yourself scarce"? Okay. It says in the Bereis of Enirim Chatzoyit, they should not appear in groups. What does that mean? Yeah. So, Rabbi Yisrael, maybe Rabbi Yisrael thought that what it means is man Yisrael has sort of bonding. Someone who has ten sons, at least give it chamishim. So you shouldn't take one day. I'll take five sons. Well, the next day I'll take five. This was the Chalamai trip. Where did they take your boys' Chalamai trip? You went to the temple. So today I'll take uh, the five, the five older, and then I'll take the five younger boys. Don't appear in groups. Bring all, all ten together. That's what he says. Bring all, all your sons together. Bring them as a whole family unit together. Of course, obviously you should bring all ten. Why, why are you going to make them negligent if you if you if you delay going to the temple? The, the five, the group that comes the next day, uh, the, right? Slack, slack, late. Amy and I, Marshall is the reason, and which of them are going to be the diligent ones? So obviously, it's logic, common sense. Logic compels them to bring them all together. Why should I divide it? What's the pastor coming to teach me? All of them don't divide it. Like a chedim who was Rabbi Meir of Titania who learned, who taught Titania in a bright, a chedim memrim, a mechamet, someone who collects uh, the garbage collector, dog actually. I mean, sorry, if the chedim doesn't want to smell copper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Burtzi and the tanner, p'turim in that the exam from appearing in the temple, shnev kol zochurcham. Only someone who could ascend who doesn't smell repulsively that people stay away from him. That's what the Baraisa means. Only if he's able to go up with everyone. He can draw in the masses. He doesn't smell. That's what it means. They should not appear in groups. You can't say they should, not, they should appear in groups. In other words, let them also make pilgrimage, but they'll go as a separate group. All those who smell will go together. He says, no, if you can't go with everyone, you're exempt from coming all together. You have to bring it from your own property. You can't use it with money that you use to redeem my shame. It can't be holy, it can't be sacred money. It has to be your own personal funds. You have to use your own per- private funds to buy the uh, the the oil But peace offerings could be offered for meiser shemi money. Because the mitzvah is to eat meat, meat from a sacrifice. I don't care where the meat is from. It doesn't have to be bought with your own per- personal funds. So if you have meiser shemi money. 
You can use it to buy yeah, the shlam, the holy, holy meat. Only the obligatory sacrifices, which is the oila. I guess the same would apply with the chagigah. That has to be with private funds, personal funds. Game to Vedishan Shal Pesach. Shalm Chagigah, which you bring on the first day of Pesach, Besham Beyem Nim and Achulu. You have to bring from personal funds. That can also be brought from Meisen, even though it's obligatory. It's mandated. So, how can Basil say that it can be brought to Meisen Shani? Didn't you just establish a rule? Anything that's a mandated and obligatory, you have to bring with personal funds. So the mother will ask that, and the mother will explain that not all the money could be for Meisr Shani Fund. You could co-mingle the money. Oilas can be bought with any Meisr Shani Fund. It has to be entirely, exclusively, 100% from personal funds. But it's the Meiser Sheni, but it's the Chagiga, which could, you can co-mingle. You can use some of the funds, as long as you also have some of the funds of first. Okay, the Gemara will explain. Israel, the, the Israelites fulfill their obligation of Simcha. They can eat meat of your vows, sacrifices that you vowed to bring. To bring a sacrifice, the doves, sacrifices that you donated to bring, volunteered to bring, the tithing of the animals, any holy meat, any sacred meat, you fulfill the obligation of Simcha. Now you have to eat every day of the holiday. And the Kainim fulfilled their obligation. Because Kainim allowed to eat from the sin offerings. The Kainim have to eat from the sin offerings. So they fulfilled their obligation if they ate from the sin offerings. By Shabbos from the guilt offerings. The firstborn that belongs to them. And you offer as a sacrifice that they eat from the meat. You're not allowed to eat a bchur. A sacrifice. A bchur that was offered as a sacrifice. Israelite is not allowed to eat from it. Only a Kainim. And his family. And also from the uh, from the breast and the and the thigh, yeah. But nobody fulfills the obligation by eating the birds. That's not considered meat. Chicken is not meat. Chicken is not meat. Even though they call it right, right. Chicken is not meat. Oh, not meat. But the rabbis lump it in as fish for sure not. Even they call it chicken of the sea. <laughs> but not only only and not right only meat. And Leib and is with the meal off. Okay, that's the mission. Sakta Gimbadre, he says, burnt offerings which you bring, a chalamoid, has to be brought from private funds, but if but the burnt offerings you bring in Yamtiv, you'll have to bring from Maizir. And my why why the difference? What's the logic? Anything that's mandatory, what difference does it make if you bring it chalamoid, you bring it on Yamtiv itself? You're not allowed to bring the burnt offering on Yamtiv. That's why he mentions Chalamoid. Not because if you bring on Yamtiv, you you're allowed to bring from 
from other funds. You don't have to bring from private funds. No, because the only time to bring the burnt offering is on Chalamoy. You can say that, Kiman, according to who? That's only Beishame. That's Beishame's opinion. Beishame, because Beishame is the time. We learn the Mishnah. We learn later on, we're going to learn Bishamay says, Bishamay, Bishamay, let me be in Shlom, you may sing, you know, and Yom, do you allow to bring peace offerings? Shamay Chagiga, you're allowed to bring it, and Yom, but you're not allowed to lean on it. Rabbinically, you're not allowed to lean on it, because you're not allowed to lean on an animal, Yom, to. Avaloi Eulis, we're not allowed to bring burnt offerings. You're allowed to bring pizza offerings and yante. You're allowed to bring burnt offerings and yante. And you're even allowed to lean on them and yante. Because the rabbinic prohibition is suspended. Because you, you have to you have to lean it, overrides the biblical obligation to lean over your animals. And you have to do it immediately. So you can't do it the day before. There's you have to lean and then immediately slaughter the animal. So it overrides the prohibition. The rabbinic prohibition. So you're allowed to do everything. So therefore you're gonna say our mission is following Shammai. Can be. So you might answer. So what's the mission telling us? Why only If you bring in a yamtiv. Which you're allowed to, according to Hillel, and that's the main opinion. So you, you, you're allowed to, you don't have to bring from uh, private funds, you're allowed to bring from other funds. So you might answer, it's as if the mission is missing words. You have to add some words to the sentence. The Eula and the Dadim of Nadavis, your personal vows and your personal, not the, obliga- not the obligatory sacrifice. Obligatory sacrifice you can bring on Yamtif. You can bring on Yamtif. You can bring on Yamtif. But the, the, the voluntary sacrifices, the voluntary commitments, and the, the oath, that you only allowed to bring a Chalamoy. That doesn't override Yamtif. Only a Chalamoy. Yamtif ain't And then he says, and the burnt offering, which is an obligatory sacrifice. And when it's brought, any bomb in the Since it's obligatory, therefore you can only bring it from from personal funds, unconsecrated funds, your secular funds, not your sacred funds, mon- money that set aside for ma'aser shem. Shalmi simcha, boy, not from the ma'aser. simcha that you can use even ma'aser shemi funds. And the Chagiga, the Chagiga they obligated to bring together with the oil of Sriya, the second of the three sacrifices of Bishami says it must be entirely from unconsecrated funds. It can even be from consecrated funds. We also learn like this in the Baraisa, clearly it spells it out. Your vows you can only bring, you can't bring your. Your uh, voluntary sacrifices and the, and the sacrifices you vowed to bring on the Yom You can't override Yom But which you are obligated to bring, the Torah obligates you to bring, to appear, to make pilgrimage and to appear with a sacrifice that you could do even a Yom when you bring the obligatory sacrifice, only bring from unconsecrated funds. Even from Meiser, like According to everyone, says, 
Now the Gemara asks, Why does he say every holiday you have to bring a Chagig? Why only Pesach? Why is he singling out Pesach? This argument of Shammai and Hillel is in the Chagig of every holiday. All three holidays I'm obligated to bring a Chagig. Why is he only singling out Pesach? Ravashi answers, is coming to teach me. There's two Chagigas. When it comes to Pesach, you have two Chagigas. You have the Chagiga of the Yom Tif. Every Yom Tif you're obligated to bring three sacrifices. Then you have the Chagiga of Erev Yom Tif. Together with the Paschal Lamb, which you bring the day before Pesach, you also have to bring a Chagiga. That, that, cannot be, that cannot come from unconsecrated property. That has to be from private funds. Alma, we see from there, we continue on 8a. Hagigas Harbosel have that the obligation to bring Hagigas is not biblical. Biblically, you don't have to bring a Hagiga. It's optional if you want to make sure that you eat the Paschal lamb on a full stomach, eating it like dessert to express like royalty and freedom. So you first, if you want, you bring a Hagiga, so you stuff yourself, you fill yourself up with a Hagiga. And then on top of that, you finish dessert. You have the Pesach, the Paschal for dessert. So therefore, it's all, yeah. So therefore, it's only, only rabbinic. So therefore, since it's not mandatory, so you don't have this rule that it has to be from unconsecrated. So that's what he's saying. That even Shammai would agree. Even Shami would agree that it doesn't have to be from unconsecrated property. You can, you can use from Maiser, because it's not obligatory. I have to be continued. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful, happy Shushan Purim Kat.